Hello and welcome to Select Match Type. I'm Simon Cowgill, joined as always by Christopher Ellis. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm not too bad, sorry, yourself? Yeah, I'm alright, thank you. Um, I had my second lockdown haircut last night, performed my my good wife. Um, I, it looks fine to me, but I'm sure that's because I've barely seen a person for the last eight weeks. So I, I haven't had a haircut since, since probably a month or two before lockdown but then again i don't i only go for like two haircuts a year so for me it's for me it's not even due well i i had it all um shaved very short and it's already grown back to the point where it was annoying me so yeah francis trimmed the bits around uh, that had overgrown um last night not the whole thing not the whole thing just bits and bits and pieces yeah. <laughs> none of it's even but it's all short so that's fine <laughs> Um, Week 187 of lockdown. Yeah, I have just random strings of hair everywhere now. Um, so our match that we're going to cover uh, this time in our final Royal Rumble before our roundup. Um, mentioned last time it's my favourite ever. So we previously covered 1998, 2000, So it's only natural that we now go to 2001. Um, what do you remember about 2001, Chris? Listen, very little as in I just don't remember anything as the whole year as a blackout. The whole round WWE, actually, very little. I'd I'd moved with my parents to the middle of absolutely nowhere, so to have a car was a luxury, let alone Sky. So I weren't following. So I weren't following the product around this this time. I know, obviously, back through who when you look who who won, and by the time we get to the Raw Rumble after this, I'd moved. To the city, the big city again. Big so city I was back on. Yeah. I was back. Yeah, I was back on board. But no, this is a gap year for me. I could not have been more into wrestling at this point in time. I remember everything that happened through the Royal Rumble. Like to the, I must have seen this match so many times before. But like nothing was a surprise to me. <laughs> like I knew almost exactly which entrants were going to come out when and. Yeah, um, it's, an, it's an odd way to watch a match um, that I've never made notes for, but yeah, I remember everything almost vividly. Um, yeah, there's some there's some matches you just do, aren't there? I mean, for me, we've already covered it when we did the Survivor Series and we did our winners take winner takes all match. Yeah, I've seen that fifth. I've seen that match forty, fifty times. But still as enjoyable now as it was then. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, so earlier in the night before the Rumble, which went on last as the main event, um, Steve Austin had cost Triple H the title against um, Angle, and that's all on the back of the um, Triple H being the, the mastermind behind Rikishi running down um, Stone Cold. So that sets up their No Way Out match, where, where the three stages of hell, um, I'm sure we'll probably cover that in a, in a future series. Um, they... Just before the match, we get a recap, and it highlights that Rikishi's going to be the number 30 entrant in the Rumble. Uh, and then we get a rock promo with Kevin Kelly, um, who bigs it up as the biggest Rumble ever, um, asks questions about the Undertaker and Kane being together. Uh, and The Rock says that he doesn't care if Undertaker wants to tickle Kane's big red nipple, uh, which I thought was a, a good line. <laughs> yeah, rock on, uh, on fine form. He's going to be throwing people out left. Throwing people out right. I don't think I think he gets maybe one elimination in the whole match. He's not quite accurate with his uh, description here. 
no, he's not. He's not that upset with, with his biggest Royal Rumble ever. It's like there's. We'll, we'll come to it, but there's there's not that many top guys here again. We're we're back to a lull. Yeah. So there's a promo package just before, and that focuses on the on the favourites for the Rumble. So. Uh, first of all, we've got Rikishi. It sort of recaps him running down Austin and then turning on The Rock and winning a um, Battle Royal to qualify as the number 30 entrant. We've got Kane, who has just been a bit of a monster um, going through the um, through the roster in recent weeks. Uh, we've got The Undertaker, uh, who, of course, uses his line, try me and if anyone tries me, I'll make them famous in the Rumble. Um, so this is just after... The Armageddon uh, Hell in a Cell match where um, Undertaker has thrown Rikishi off the top of the cell. Um, we won't go into that too much depth. Definitely not, because I'm sure we will uh, in the near future. And then we've got The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is, um, they portray as possessed um, by winning the, the WWF title and the fact that he's been screwed out of the title. And then very briefly flicks the other competitors on screen. So we've got like Crash Holly, the good father, Val Venus, just a who's who of people that aren't going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, so it's a good way to show how you lack a depth in the roster. Yeah. Um, something I have, as I say, I've seen this match maybe 50, 60 times, but I've not watched the um, the promo package before it every time. And something I noticed was that it was a bit odd that um, Vince McMahon basically just allowed Stone Cold to be part of the Royal Rumble. And... I wonder if that was a bit of a foreshadow for what we obviously get going forward into WrestleMania. Maybe I'm just looking back through quite um, yeah. glasses. I'm about to say, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Even on the best day, I'm not sure that they're that forward thinking. No. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting um, if that was the case. But as you say, it's unlikely to be given the um, thought that goes into particular storylines at times. Yeah, given that that man can change his mind when someone's on the way to the ring, yeah. the book that will that far in advance, I think that I can't, I can't see it happening. Would you call it a, a lucky chain of events that just falls beautifully for the story de- storytelling? Yeah. Um, so into the introductions, the only thing probably worth noting. So we've got Howard Finkel as as usual, but it's a two minute intervals for the Royal Rumble um, in this one. I didn't think it particularly suffered from it, mainly because they didn't stick to the two minutes at any point in the match. No, I, I felt they they seemed to be coming in at quite a click. I assumed it was mainly 90 seconds they seemed to be coming in. Especially when you look at the run time, it's just about, just under, just a shade over an hour, just about maybe. Yeah, but given that so, it goes on for about 10 minutes after we get the number 30 entrant. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, they fly through it considering um, so out first we get Jeff Hardy who comes out in his, his mesh shirt and he's got a rainbow uh, uh, sorry a, a head full of hair which is coloured like the rainbow it's uh, very colourful um, King talks up that he's uh, got very unlucky by getting to uh, getting the number one draw and JR points out that well one person in 1995 has won it from number one and a lot of people compare Shawn Michaels to Jeff Hardy um, they probably don't do that towards the end of their careers but <laughs> I was going to say if you're going to say they both spend a lot of time smashed, smacked off their tits and yeah yeah Jeff Hardy and Shawn Michaels are very similar yeah they, I think they were um, 
almost dubbing uh, Jeff Hardy the next Shawn Michaels a bit too early here. Um, give it, I think it was mainly based on his style and stuff, but yeah, I, I, it's probably the sort of thing that they wouldn't uh, would look back on now and uh, regret saying, I guess. Um, they'll just go back and go back and edit it at some point. Well, and just be, they'll just remove it. Sorry. Something else I noticed through the rumble: there was a lot of network edits through this. There was just moments where the commentary would go absolutely silent when it sounds like they were yeah. through saying something. There's, yeah, there's 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 a there's a scene that comes like comes later on when Taz is eliminated when we go back to a replay. Yeah, it seemingly comes out comes out comes out of nowhere and there's no no commentary. So you have to wonder, did they whether they said something they had to then edit out, but then just kill the sound, don't randomly stick a replay in there for no reason yeah. but it's not like it's short it goes on about 30 seconds well i thought i was just having um problems with the network at first because i thought the sound was carrying on but it had somehow cut through um yeah they just cut out the the video as you say it was a very very yeah I, I i genuinely thought the same when that happened i was like oh that network's playing that's a weird glitch to happen no <laughs> it's just really really badly stitched back together on the network okay so i've just checked and apparently it was um it's not a network um glitch that that part so it's just um a production error on the pay-per-view so it happened live at the time as well <laughs> okay fair. just i can give some slack to be fair it was a uh, it was quite a while ago you can't you can't get it right all the time such an odd one uh out number two fucking hell we've been going 10 minutes and we've got to enter at number two so far um so we've got bob buchanan who comes out to his right to censor theme uh jr says that he must be in a fighting mood as he's not wearing his tie um i also noticed that he's wearing sort of gray jeans they are not right to censor uniform no it's it's an odd an odd choice to be, be fair, the whole right to censor thing is an odd, oh, odd I choice. The, looking back, I love the right to censor. Um, it was such good booking to basically... They, they needed to change the products because um, they were wanting to move towards a more PG show for uh, the networks they were looking to entice. But rather than um, lots of people... Um, hating the company for the move, it all the heat went on to a heel group. Um, I thought it was then have, ridiculously good booking. Then have some decent heels. Don't just give it to a load of low, a load of lower card, yeah, but card all, wrestlers. It was all people that the right that would uh, be almost the antithesis of what the right to censor stand for. So like the Good Father and Valvinus. Um, are the polar opposite yeah, of the message that's being spread. There was never any pay. There was never any payoff for it though. That's the thing. They broke they came in and then just some, what, what do you want? Yeah, apart from that. So yeah, you have them come in. You go, oh yeah, we're gonna, this is bad. Everyone boos them and hates them, and then the next day the product's changed. No, no, no explanation. Just oh yeah, I suppose. I suppose they were quite. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose they were quietly campaigning. My God, they did, they did some really great background work. Yeah. It's all the uh, the back scenes that backstage stuff that sort of goes unseen that you've missed out on there. It's like an episode of West Wing backstage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they, uh, Jeff and Bull Buchanan starts off. It's a really good clash of styles with Bull Buchanan looking to overpower Jeff uh, and Jeff being high flying and, and quickens the pace when he gets on offense. Um, out at number three, just as Bull Buchanan starts to dominate, we get Matt Hardy in. So they double team. Um, 
Bob Buchanan. They hit a whisper in the wind and both eliminate him. So Bob Buchanan's gone. They then touch fists and start to have a bit of a fight. Um, I thought it was a bit flat, the Hardy versus Hardy thing. I don't like the crowds seemed quite into it to start with and then just died completely and didn't really pop for any moves. No, I think I think they got it got going again once they got more physical after when they started throwing full punches. Yeah, <laughs> some quite some quite meaty meatier jabs and hooks being thrown. I think the crowd got back into it more then, but it's just one of the things they they neither of them are heels; they're both faces. So when they're it's not like one of them suddenly turns. And they can serve a turn in the thirty seconds they have yeah. together. No, so they're always gonna they're always gonna have just this kind of more genteel kind of proper let's just see who's better kind of thing going on rather than suddenly Jeff just smashing right in the back of the head. Yeah. Well they did um it's not that far after this, maybe a year or so, where they do split and Matt's the heel and Jeff the face, and it's not particularly well remembered that feud. So it just doesn't, for some reason, and it just doesn't seem to click. It's weird because Matt's they're both they're both come back and Matt's okay on promo, and Jeff everyone loves Jeff because he's mental. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bit weird why why it never sort of clicked. As um, they start sort of battling, then uh, we get Kings first behaviourally questionable um, commentary line of the night. So he says, I wonder what Lita's thinking about right now. I like to think her about every chance I get. Creepy man. Yeah, we'll just leave that the hang there, like it should. Uh, so the countdown starts. Um, so the Hardys decide, right, we've had enough of um, beating each other up. So they turn and face the ramp and out comes Farouk. Um, he comes in, starts to be double teamed, but hits a massive double clothesline to take both the Hardys down. He then goes for a gut wrench power bomb on Matt Hardy, but it's broken up. Um, Matt then hits the twist of fate. Jeff hits the swanton, and that's Farouk gone. Um, Matt tries to attack Jeff before he's ready, but instead of just um, that's causing them to fight, they decide to take their shirts off instead. Um, we've also missed we've, we've also missed miss Jeff dip up for the. Uh, the leap off Matt into Farouk in the corner as he sli- slides off him and gently rubs himself against Farouk in the corner. There was a few um, botches in this match, so um, yeah, I'll, I'll mention them as we go through, but that, that was definitely one of them. Um, out next, so as the Hardys are going out, it, Drew Carey uh, comes out, and there's plenty of plugs uh, on commentary for his appearance on Saturday Night Live. There's also a Drew Carey 316 sign, which someone was very quick to make. Um, so the story of Drew Carey backstage um, being in the Rumble was it was supposed to be D'Lo or Tiger, Tiger Ali Singh that had won a spot in the Rumble uh, but because they were being buried so much um, they their spot went to Drew Carey instead nice another <laughs> way to really build your uh, build your roster there yeah. it's like I, hey we can get one of these guys over no Drew Carey's here I as a 11-year-old kid, I had no idea who Drew Carey was. <laughs> At first, I thought, no. do they mean Jim Carey? <laughs> oh, it been great. Jim Carey coming in as his um, Professor Robotnik character or something. <laughs> coming in as a mask. That's got that kind of WWE written all over it. Slapstick. You've got, yeah, I can see that. It's the sort of Completely. thing that they'd put on a pay-per-view now for uh, like one of the cinematic matches. They could easily get the mask in now. 
yeah, true. We completely were. I say, yeah, Drew Carey. When I went back, when I went back and watched it, I was picking up on VHS as you do, and going back and watching it's just still then is still no, I've got no idea who he is. I still don't really know who he is now. A comedian, from what I can. I know he had like a chat show or an entertainment yeah. show on E One or on Entertainment Weekly or E One or whatever it is, but no, clearly he's not stood the uh, test of time. I'm sure he's just sitting in his mansion, he's fuming that he's not made it out to the podcast as well, being memorable. But he's in the WWE Hall of Fame, um, and he, I think he's only ever appeared this one time. Um, so this is enough to get you in the Hall of Fame, apparently. Um, so Drew Carey is wandering around uh, very slowly uh, around the ring, high-fiving fans and so on. Um, Matt hits a, a leg drop on Jeff. Then Jeff botches a drop kick, um, just lands on his back. So Matt sort of half-sells, doesn't really know what to do. Um, they both end up on the apron, and Matt goes for a superplex, uh, but Jeff reverses. But as um, Matt hits the ground, he grabs Jeff and pulls him down. So... Drew Carey is left in the ring alone because the Hardys have eliminated each other. Yeah, I cut you off unfairly there early as well. Were you going to say that when they when they do go face to face again later on, when they strip when they take their tops off, Jeff Jeff for some weird reason ties his shirt around That's his right. waist. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Clearly, most people just love it in the crowd, loving it in the ringside. They get back. Jeff clearly a man who hasn't got any of his shirts back. Any point has gone right. Fuck it. I'll keep an eye on this one. Well, it's worse than that because he rips the mesh open and then ties it round. What are you going to do with it? Can't he wear it yet? You can't sew mesh back together. What's he doing upcycling it? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Are you just going to turn it into like his arm sleeves for the future, I guess? Oh my god, that's genius. <laughs> this is the, during WWE's lesser known budget slashing days. <laughs> yeah. We're nothing if, if not frugal. Um, so yeah, Drew Carey stood in the ring, plenty of smiles on his face, and then Kane's pyro hits. Um, JR says they they have a few one-liners here. The, the commentary team, a few that stood out. JR saying that he hopes he's got good insurance through the Sk- Screen Actors Guild, um, and he also says that Kane's a carnivore and Drew's a big old pork chop. Um, to which King responds, uh, "What do you think is going through his veins right now, ragu?" <laughs> <laughs> Audrey Carey. Yeah. Although, um, we also, we also, although Jim Ross, flushed with success, it's become Porkchop, also says the rocks of Rockburger later on. So, uh, not, not, of, not one line is here. He also says uh, uses the term chicken leg to describe uh, Al Snow later on, I think. Oh, no, it's uh, Scotty Too Hotty when he's uh, getting in the ring. Gets described as uh, like a chicken leg being thrown to two giant men. Jim, Ro- <laughs> Jim Ross at this point is just hawking his barbecue sauce. Just because... It is just not, like, oh, you know not what the you- first time in this, in this series, never mind this podcast, that he's done that. It's just there going, oh, you know, who, you know what's great? Me. You know what's great on me? But. Jim Ross's party sauce. <laughs> um, so Kane gets in the ring, uh, does the... Fuck you, Jar, you're not Paul Newman. <laughs> um, Kane gets in the ring, does his entrance taunt, so the arms come down and the fire comes out of the um, out of the turnbuckles, or the ring post. Out of the turnbuckles would be weird. <laughs> that, that would uh, get... Fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, 
Drew goes, goes to shake his hand, um, and something I always enjoy that Kane does is if he it doesn't agree with something or is slightly confused when he cocks his head like a dog. Um, yeah, it's it's very entertaining. Uh, it's a really nice little nice little moment. He's got that char- he had that character absolutely down. It's it's yeah. a great little touch. Exactly. Um, Drew also offers him money. I don't know why he's got money in his pocket in the ring. <laughs> There's been stranger things brought down the ringside and someone had a couple of quid in their their pocket. Uh, So the countdown is coming coming on. Uh, Kane grabs Drew by the throat and Raven comes in with a kendo stick and saves uh, Drew Carey from being chokeslammed. Uh, Drew then climbs over the top rope and eliminates himself, so it's another entrant into the greatest rumble ever. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. He's he's a a stacking up. A wasted spot, I would argue, for Drew Carey there. You hate to we book it, book it when Drew Carey wins it. Yeah, possibly. Um, and as Drew Carey's leaving ringside, he tells Raven, go get him. <laughs> Which was a nice touch, I thought. Uh, Kane just pummels Raven in the corner. Um, Raven bounces off the uh, off the ropes into a backbreaker, but uh, Kane slips halfway through and just sort of drops him on the way down. So another botch. We've had three botches in the space of seven entrants, which is not a great rate. No, it's it's pretty fast and furious. I can I can understand they're going they're going all out. It's pretty uh, as I say, it's pretty intense this one. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can forgive the odd the odd botch. Um, Raven rolls out of the ring, grabs the fire extinguisher and sprays it in Kane's face. Um, King then points out that he bets he wishes that Kane's had one of those in his life before, which was a lovely That's line of commentary. The best, I think the best line we've had from King at any point over any of these episodes. Genuinely laughed at that. Yeah. Um, Al Snow runs out and attacks Raven from behind. Um, Basically, they're, they're playing up a story that Al Snow has been taken out by Raven in a, in a couple of weeks before. Um, he throw, Al Snow throws Raven back into the ring. Um, he grabs a sign and hits Kane unprotected in the face with it. Uh, we will see a lot of unprotected headshots in this match. Yeah, they were... <laughs> Yeah, this is this is definitely before <laughs> before things went so decidedly sideways, and they went, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing that anymore. There's one bit with Blackman when I thought he'd had his head caved in. Yeah. Um, so the the timer ticks down. Al Snow's on the outside of the ring, being stopped by the refs, but apparently he's next as he rolls in, so we don't get Al Snow's entrance music. <laughs> he's just decided to come out early to, to beat Raven up. So the ring now gets full of hardcore paraphernalia. We've got bin lids, signs. Um, Al Snow also brings a bowling ball in, hits it in the midriff of Kane, and then as Raven sat in the corner, uh, he takes a bowling ball to the bollocks. Um, I would. I don't care if I was the greatest actor in the world. I, and was able to sell anything. I would not trust anyone to throw a bowling ball at my testicles. No, I, I, I was thinking he's got to have. He must have a solid cup there. As well. No way, no way is he letting someone just roll. But it's a not like he ball. sort of um, just pushes it in. It's a full on like if he was bowling. It's the sort of it's, he's not going for accuracy. Let's say. No, no, that's why. That's why I believe you got to have. You got to be wearing a cup. I was wearing a cup, or he has no balls. Is that they are the two? They are the two options. Yeah. 
Um, the ring, as I say, is just full of rubbish from the bins. I like um, likes the fact that the the garbage cans actually contained garbage that were under the ring, and they weren't just empty um, empty bins. I mean, to be fair, when you when you put on the show, you ain't got a lot of time to take out garbage, isn't it? So it's like you there, you go, oh fuck it, just stick it in the ring, it'll be alright. Yeah. Who's po- who's possibly gonna see it? Yeah, true. Um, Al Snow and Raven then start double teaming uh, to Kane with a bin lid each. Um, uh, sorry, with a, a bin can each. And then a third bin gets put so the, the bottom of it is facing up and then they hit a double drop toe hold on Kane into the bin. Uh, we're very much in a hardcore um, stage of this Royal Rumble at, the, at this point in time. Yeah, my notes are very much... I'm... I missed the hardcore division. Yeah. <laughs> 24-7 is in no way replaces the hardcore division. No, just the hardcore battle royal was one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, and now we've got the Gronk as the equivalent of hardcore champion. Yeah, not not happy with it. Um, oh, well, it, it was it's something that very much was of its time. Yeah. You couldn't get away with the shots now. Either. Definitely not. Uh, speaking of the Gronk, so I don't know why this has just popped into my head, but... Um, there was a story going around in the last couple of weeks where the Gronk wasn't sure about jumping off the uh, balcony bit at WrestleMania to win the 24-7 title. So have you heard what happened uh, to convince him that it was safe? No. Vince McMahon demoed it. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. He basically jumped off the balcony onto however many guys, there were six or seven, to show that if I'm a 70-year-old... A 70 odd year old man and i can do it there's no way you shouldn't be able to there you go as we said last time he's not a man who will ever ask anything anyone to do anything that he won't do himself oh exactly um out next so number nine entry we got perry Saturn, who comes out with terry um jr ask what is she not wearing uh the last couple of episodes she has worn some revealing uh, tops <laughs> she's quite she's quite covered by her own standards yeah um king but tries to make a joke about the fact that it's cold um, and therefore nippy, but it just botches the line completely. Uh, but it does um, go on to say, if you want to know how to uh, how to make a pay-per-view successful, Drew, this is how you do it. Puppies, Yahoo! He's a pest. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's, it's not good. No. But, ah, oh, leave us a pair of sad, but bless him, he tried. <laughs> he's, he's already got given a mop. A mop as a storyline. For someone that was so incredibly gifted as a technical wrestler, they very much wasted him by giving him a mop. Moppy. Moppy. And then had a few Al Snow? Uh, yeah, I think it was Al Snow. He throws in, throws in the woodchipper. <laughs> well, Al Snow should know what it's like to lose um, a beloved. A beloved. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, this will this will make it probably this will make it into the the top ten. This will make it our worst storyline, our worst, worst storyline episodes, I imagine, or our worst uh, what, our pe- worst gimmick. Pepper or the mo- or mop. Oh, pe- Pepper will moppy moppy will. Yeah, both. Uh, we've already had Sean Benjamin and his mum last week, so <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good. rich. There's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of crap we're going to wait through. <laughs> Look forward to a lot of crap. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so back back to the match, which I feel like we're never going to get through at this rate. Um, so Perry Saturn takes Kane down from outside and basically works his leg over. Um, st- starts to get on top of him a bit, but. 
uh, runs at Kane, who press slams Pat, uh, Perry Saturn, who's not a particularly small man, so a nice impressive bit of strength. Uh, Al Snow then tries to um, get on Kane's back by with a sleeper, but gets thrown off. Raven de then does the same. Uh, while he's on Kane's back, Perry Saturn hits a chop block, and then Al Snow hits um, the sign to Kane's head, and eventually the three of them is enough to take him down. Uh, they're very much building Kane as an absolutely unstoppable monster in this. Yeah, he, he looks strong all the way through. He's even not even not winning a rumble. He doesn't look weak at any point. No. Uh, at next, we get Ken Black uh, Ken Blackman. I think I got confused with uh, Ken Ken, Ken, Ken Blackman. <laughs> Ken Blackman. Ken Blackman. <laughs> there's a there's a Vincent idea waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> We get Steve Blackman, who comes out with uh, sticks and a bag of other things that we later find out includes nunchucks. Um, he goes straight after Raven, and we get lots more bin lid headshots. Um, some brutal sounding ones. Um, the commentary team, as, as I already mentioned, then play up the fact that it's a hardcore Royal Rumble right now. Um, Grandmaster Sexy then comes in, hits bin lid shots to everyone again. Um, Kane then goes out um, and gets a bin and just destroys the bin on everyone's head. He hits it over the top of Grandmaster, which is enough for him to fall over the top rope. Not quite sure how the physics on that plays out, but it's yeah, it's it's fine. Just drop. Have you never have you never had a driven a tent bag into the floor and you have it suddenly shoot off <laughs> in a weird, weird angle? In the not not the opposite direction, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone else takes a bin lid shot from Kane. The bin is crumpled. He goes to throw it out of the ring, but it bounces off the um, off the bottom rope and into his shin, which I'm sure probably hurt. But he he didn't sell it, so that's fine. <laughs> um, just confusions of him doing a family guy. Just suddenly pulling up. Just suddenly pulling up. Yeah. Um, Steve Blackman gets thrown over the rope, manages to grab, grab the top rope on his way over, so it looks like he's going to skin the cat. But then Kane hits him with a bin lid uh, right on the top of his head, and I think this is what you were saying. It looks like um, his head's going to cave in at this point. <laughs> the sound of him scratching him in the head with that. It's, it's shuddering. It's, from, it's whatever where you do go, ooh, <laughs> got to hurt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Blackman's gone. Then Al Snow and Raven get thrown out, which leaves Perry Saturn to take a suplex, and then he's gone. So we just got Kane in the ring. Uh, the timer ticks down, and then we get the honky-tonk man um, come, coming down to the ring. He grabs a microphone. Kane again does his t confused head tilt. Um, honky-tonk man sings his theme tune. Jerry Lawler implores uh, JR to uh, join in, uh, but... It seems the king doesn't know the words either because he's just uh, singing "Honky Tonk Man" in response in the chorus. Uh, yeah, he's a honky tonk. He's a honky tonk man. Yeah, exactly. Not I'm a honky tonk man. Kane then grabs the honky tonk man's guitar and smashes it over his head um, and eliminates the honky tonk man. So the the two sort of gimmick sort of filler characters have both gone by uh, Kane one through being decimated by them the other one running away from him I think I think this is a, this is a good break point as well where they move in where they do move into the next stage of the match they got rid of the first half it serves a good palate cleanser before we get the next entry yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so out next, number 13, we get The Rock, who comes out to a hell of a reaction. Uh, comes in, hits a big clothesline um, on Kane, but then Kane manages to turn the tide pretty quickly and goes into a bit of domination mode on The Rock, um, hitting big punches, suplexes, clotheslines, um, all while big Rocky chants are, are going out. Um, I thought it was interesting um, that The Rock seems to be the, the most over, even when compared to Austin in this. Yeah, well, Rock was very much... I mean, Austin had been, been there and already had main evented WrestleMania at this point. So he'd, he'd, had, his, he'd had his big moment both with Both because they main evented with yeah, the other. I don't, yeah, they'd had, I, mean, but my, I mean, Austin had been there longer because, I mean, obviously he came through WrestleMania 14 against Michaels. So he'd had his peak and like any... Any wave, any wave of popularity, you're gonna have that, you're gonna have that dampened down at some point. So he's very much just on a little bit of a lull. Whereas Rock is back on the way up again. Yeah, well, it's very different from the WrestleMania match where the crowd are very much behind Austin. But I guess that's because it's in Texas, so um, the home crowd probably plays into that slightly. Yeah, so the the Rock has a couple of um, sort of mini comeback spots, but they get squashed pretty quickly by Kane, who hits um, a series of big boots on on the Rock. Uh, out next, we get the right to censor theme once again as the Good Father comes out. Uh, he comes in, and the Rock gets rid of him immediately with his um, three punches and then the spit punch. Um, could do that in the WWE right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely right. So yeah, yeah. So the rocks is main event. We're gonna have to we have to clean down for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they uh, brought Triple H out for his um, 25 year celebration on SmackDown, um, he went to go onto the apron with his water bottle, and a random staff member took it out of his hand so that he couldn't spit the water. <laughs> yeah, there's a video of that nice. going around on Twitter, which was quite fun. Um, so that Kane then takes the rock back down and carries on dominating. Um, we get the same thing again with the rock hitting a couple of hope spot punches, but um, gets taken down almost immediately. Out number 15, we get Taz, who has the weirdest timing of uh, pyro for his entrance. The pyro hits and then his entrance theme starts. It's a bit weird. Yeah, can you have that? He used to have that heartbeat at the start of it, didn't he? Yeah. That's the thing. Are they cut? I didn't know. So that cut before the pyro here. Uh, there's the pyro. It's like they've stopped caring about does, Taz at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> do we have we have we have the pyro and then we get going to the dinner dinner. Yeah, because yeah, used to have the, we used to have the heartbeat and then the pyro yeah. into the feet, which makes far more sense. Much more. So Taz runs in. Um, gets grabbed um, in, in a double choke by Kane straight away. Kane lifts him onto the top rope and then punches him to knock him out. Uh, JR says that he never got out of the blocks. Um, he doesn't say this, but it very much sums up Taz's WWF career. Yeah, is, this is a man who only a couple of rumbles ago was uh, was choking out Kurt Angle to give Angle his first loss. It's only a year ago that he made his debut. Only a year ago. <laughs> Choked him out. My God, how... How, how does jumping around these various years just completely throw my comprehension? Imagine that. Um, I noticed a sign that said in the front row that said, "My crap is bigger than Taz." Um, yeah. Just clearly, um, the, the buzz around Taz coming into WWF has, has dissipated very quickly. Gone. I was going to say, what's he trying to say with that sign, though? Is he bragging? 
Is he? Or has he got a serious medical a, problem? <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like my crap with being a dad. You go, okay, yeah. It's like, <laughs> there's doctors. You don't need to... When I, when, if I had something like that, I would go, right, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to phone triple one or whatever the uh, NHS NHS helpline number is. I'm going to go to Anfield. I'm going to get a big fuck-up sign. <laughs> and just says, my crap is bigger than so-and-so. I'm just going to help hope that someone who's watching will pick up that phone and go, Chris, are you okay? Let's <laughs> really need help. He needs to put his um, contact details on the bottom of the sign if he wants that as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that was the problem with that plan. He's, he's kind of even gone, oh, the details. Yeah. He's like, I got so lost, so lost in the sentiment of it, I completely forgot the actual rest of it. But also, it is a very serious concern if his um, shit's a five foot nine or whatever that was. <laughs> Why is he doing that? He'll explode. He would be ripped in two. Yeah, every single time. Uh, this was where we had the weird replay of Taz being thrown out, uh, which we've already covered. Um, wasn't cut out anything. There wasn't any sort of reference to um, murderers or anything. It was just the pay-per-view cutting out, strangely enough. Uh, out next, we get Bradshaw, who goes straight after Kane. Um, the Rock and he team up as they whip Kane to the corner, but then Bradshaw immediately turns on The Rock and hits her clothesline from hell that ends their alliance, as ta- uh, as King points out, after about three seconds. Not a lot. Not, there's, apart from the Hardys earlier, we don't have a huge amount of teaming up, really. The Hardys and Kane, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, out next we get Albert who even though TNA have broken up Albert doesn't have his own theme tune he's still coming out to the the TNA theme which is disappointing well if you if you're not going to if you're not going to bother with anyone it's like if, you, if you're not going to bother doing it at your house why bother paying the defence if you're not going to sell it if you're not going to push it then there's no there's no real point to go oh yeah you got some music that's uh that's better than my, that's better than most most stock WWE house show talent gets so it's like still, be grateful they've still got him aligned with Trish though who's on her way to being like the biggest star or the biggest female star in the company yeah it's a uh, it's an odd one it's an odd one yeah it's, that, should, that should just be w, that should just be WWE's <laughs> phrase forget, forget now forever now forever always yeah WWE yeah it's an odd one if then now forever <laughs> forever That's and all, forever and always would be quite similar to have as their tagline but sure I can't <laughs> the sentiment remains. I can't believe what I'm, yeah I can't believe what I've been headhunted by all these uh, advertising <laughs> companies go go tampons tampons no tampons chicken pox in a tampon who doesn't want to buy that wow yeah I mean, you're basically turning into like a Professor Frink-style inventor there. I'm just on a run. I'm just on a run. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna stop before I do. Everyone know Casey. I do accidentally slip out a million-pound idea that just completely bypasses me, and someone goes, "Hey, yeah, well, that would be great." And we've given it away for free on a podcast. Yeah, so I'm gonna stop giving away my uh, yeah. Stop giving away my business acumen. Um, the king, as Albert comes in, points out that every time he sees Albert, he likes him because it makes him think of Trish, and he likes to think about Trish. Same line as with Lita, still very creepy. Um, we've got some big men in the ring now, and there's some big shots, big clotheslines and boots all round. Um, Bradshaw goes over the top and onto the apron. It looks like he nearly slipped out. 
but Albert manages to hold him in. And Albert didn't even make it look like he was trying to eliminate him. He was just holding his legs to stop Bradshaw from falling onto the ground. That's a, that's a weird... That's a weird one. Very hard one. Just a weird one. Because you just look at it and go, the way the match peers out, they've not got any plans for Bradshaw. Just let him go. It's absolutely no difference. Exactly. Yeah, it's an, again, it's a weird one. There's a few times we, we've said that through the, making this podcast, but more so in this episode than any other, I think. Um, out next, we get Hardcore Holly, um, the commentary team player. That is another guy that loves to fight. Um, they're not wrong. Like If you were going to pick people not to have a fight with um, on the roster, Hardcore Holly, Albert, Bradshaw and Kane wouldn't be high on my list. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't fancy him. <laughs> yeah, definitely wouldn't fancy him as a scout with them. No. Kane, fine. Intellectual debate. He's a, he's all open to it. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. They need a, they need a fight with Kane. He's the one. I, he's the one I'm most like. I'm angry with me. We're gonna sit down and have a reasoned discussion. Yeah. But he could um, politically sanction you. He could do. That's. I don't want to be sanctioned. No. <laughs> That's uh, the last thing I want. Yeah. Uh, Albert quite impressively hits the Albert bomb on Bradshaw. So that's the double arm. Um, choke sort of press slam um very impressive given the height he gets um and the size of bradshaw bradshaw as we talked about he then hits a a scissor kick on kane that looks like he takes his head off um albert has quite a a nice show in here but for a for a while um out next then we get k quick um who the commentary team talk up as an impressive rookie um i think he's still um waiting to fulfill his potential Still there, still wrestling. We've, we've said this before with company guys. Fair play to him. He's still doing it. But he's not even wrestling. When's the last time he had a match? All he does is appear backstage and does roll-ups to people now. Yeah, that's still 20, 24-7. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a title that needs to be defended like any other. Yeah, Are you saying it's any less important than the World Heavyweight Championship? I mean... From an outsider's perspective, they're probably equally valuable. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I imagine my missus would probably say, "Look at you, both of them and go." Doesn't yeah. matter. He's probably <laughs> smart. He'd, pro- he'd probably smart. He's getting paid doing ten seconds at a time. Yeah, true. Well, the, from WrestleMania, that, that was the case for the World Heavyweight Title as well. So, who's laughing now? <laughs> Uh, JR points out that not, the ri- not the fans, <laughs> not the fans, that's for sure. Um, JR points out that the ring is starting to fill up, and um, what he means is there's not many of these guys that stand a chance of actually winning. Uh, so look for someone to come out and eliminate them all soon. Um, Bradshaw hits a huge power bomb on K Quick at the same time as Kane hits a power slam on Hulker Holly. So we get the ring vibrating twice um, with so yeah with some brutal noises. Um, out next, we get Val Venus, who comes out to the right to centre theme. Uh, little did Val know that his uh, future morals would be uh, a very similar view to the right to centre, particularly his views on transphobic people. Uh, but Kane hits him with a spine buster immediately. Um, JR then points out almost the line to signify that um, we're in a bit of a lull at this point, that there's still plenty of studs to come. He loves the word studs in this match as well. He's referred to like at least four guys as studs. Yeah, it's it just, he's from Oklahoma, he just used to be around farms. 
Yeah. It's fine. Lucky, of course, all the tractor in a minute, and we'll move on. <laughs> well, he points out there's still some studs to come, including Austin and Undertaker. So, yeah, st- stay tuned is basically what he's saying, which is a good sign that we're in a bit of a lull point with K. Quick and Valvina Center in the ring. Um, that man looks. That man looks like an eight hundred dollar irrigation regime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, out next, we get William Regal uh, comes out and goes straight after K. Quick. Um, Hits him with the, the usual uppercuts and knees. Um, always the, the great heel. It's, a, it's Yeah, it's a talent to be a heel. It's, I'd, I'd love to be if I was If I was in WWE, I'd have to come in as a heel. Yeah. I can't be face. Don't want that. Can't stand the fans. So. Um, no, no exactly. that would be, be my whole thing. Yeah. They, hate, they, hate anyone, they hate anyone anyone non-American and they hate anyone smarter than them. So... I'd already be like, God, God knows how. <laughs> I could barely get in the arena without getting stabbed, I imagine. Yeah. All right. Good night. Nice humble brag there, Chris. <laughs> um, the Rock hits a spine buster on Val Venus, and then Bradshaw hits a huge clothesline from hell on Val Venus. Uh, out next, we get Test, who g- comes in, gets rid of um, Regal almost straight away. Then they play up that the, the former partners are going at it as Tess goes after Albert. He then hits a huge boot on Val Venus, who is taking quite a lot of punishment this evening, it seems. Yeah, well, he's in, he's in right the centre. Give the, give the crowd what they want. Everyone wants to see Val getting uh, yeah. beaten up, so... Yeah. At this point, the king talks up as well how many precarious situations The Rock's been in because he's basically been on the apron for most of the duration of the match. Um, out next then, number 23 entrant, we get the big show. The commentary team sound incredibly surprised because he's coming back from an injury. Um, he comes in, eliminates Test, then does a press slam on K-Quick and basically throws him from nearly half uh, the middle of the ring. Uh, he went for miles. Uh, he hits Albert with a choke slam, then the same to Bradshaw and Valvinus. Um, JR at this point says that it's like a man playing with children. Um, it's a questionable <laughs> sentiment. Um, Big Show hits a choke slam on Hardcore Holly, then on Kane. Somehow Kane's one is the best sold of all of them. He gets the most height with Kane. Yeah, I mean, well, Kane's got a good launch pad to go from, I suppose, and you're, yeah. you're that kind of big guy. And it's always going to look impressive when you... If you, I mean, if you do it for a really big guy, or like Kane, or you get hold of Mysterio, because Mysterio did go for miles. Yeah, true. Uh, he goes to do the same to The Rock, but Rock manages to hit a low blow. Uh, and then clotheslines Big Show twice. It takes two clotheslines to eliminate him, and that's the, the Big Show gone. Uh, big Show then pulls the announce table apart, as JR starts to call him a big son of a bitch, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Uh, he grabs the rock from inside the ring and pulls him to the outside. Meanwhile, Crash Holly's coming in. Why is Crash Holly coming out now and not when the hardcore stuff was happening earlier? Yeah, poor, poor booking. Yeah. Um, the uh, guys there, the £400 crash, Ollie. Yeah. Um, the, the camera, though, is just focused on the Big Show and The Rock. Uh, Big Show chokeslams The Rock through the table, uh, and the camera just isn't focused on the ring at all uh, for about a minute and a half as we just see The Rock laid out. 
Um, it cuts back to the ring then and everyone is teaming up on Kane uh, while JR mentions that The Rock's been eliminated but not officially and at that point I was convinced that he, uh, as a kid, sorry, I was convinced that he would win at that point because obviously if someone's been laid out on the outside they're going to come in um, in the last few and, and win. They go bait and, bait and switch. Yeah, it was a, the fact they do it twice, it's... It, it, it does play up the the fact that those two are the clear favourites, so you're unsure of which one is going to win. Um, yeah, so everyone is is teaming up on Kane. It's six on one. Uh, so obviously, uh, out next, playing up what they were talking about before the match, we get the Undertaker coming out on his bike to roll in. He comes in and helps Kane. Uh, they get rid of everyone, so it's just the two of them left. They're pretty dominant, and I think it only lasts about 15 seconds with anyone else in the ring. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice throw. It's a nice throw back to have them have them together again. Yeah, uh, they stare at each other, but the timer starts to tick down. And Scotty Too Hotty is the next entrant. His face um, sells the situation ridiculously well. He looks like he's seen a go. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to go into that ring even knowing that I'm perfectly safe. He worked with the Undertaker. You would still look at that going off. Fuck, why don't I involve getting dressed? <laughs> I'd have come down, I'd have do my hair, I'd have tried to get into a ridiculously pair of vinyl shorts or long trousers. And this Just... is still at the point where Scotty had his um, full gelled straight up in uh, in the uh, in the air hair. That's a, f- yeah. a difficult sentence to say. It could have been just like, oh, I could be home. Could be watching, could be watching whatever. Could be watching whatever's on. Baseball's probably on somewhere. Games last thirteen days or whatever. So I'm sure there's one on at some point. You're really going hard on Americans today, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I love love Americans. I love Americans. I love basketball. I can. I don't mind American football, but baseball just no. It's like test cricket. I'm not just against. I'm against any long game involving a bat and the ball. I love test cricket. cricket. Shouldn't be going off a week. No, twenty twenty. That's it. That's all you need. Okay, I strongly disagree, but we'll move on since uh, we're approaching fifty minutes and so we're barely through the match at the moment. So Scotty gets in the ring, and this is where Jr. points out that it's like a chicken leg being thrown to three giant. Uh, sorry, to two giant men. Uh, they double team him straight away, hit some big boots, a double choke slam. They seem to hold him in the air for about three seconds while they're choke slamming as well. Um, and he's gone. Uh, the camera then cuts to The Rock, who's slowly getting up, but Kane and The Undertaker are just waiting for the next entrant. And the glass shatters and it's Stone Cold, who comes out for a huge pop. Um, that was like perfect booking to have them absolutely dominate Scotty and then to have like a genuine contender for the match come out I think yeah and then that having what happens next also is broken no one will see it coming you're assuming it will just be Austin just getting in there and it'll just be hell and just fist flying everywhere but no Triple H cold cocks him yeah, so Triple H, who's still bleeding from uh, the title match earlier, they, they could have at least been patched up. Maybe they're trying to play up the fact that he was going to do it regardless of when Austin comes out, so he's just been stood waiting to go. But yeah, he was still bleeding from the title shot that he took to the face. Uh, so he attacks Austin from behind as The Rock gets back into the ring and starts being double-teamed by Kane and The Undertaker. Uh, Austin's being beaten down towards the um, the Titantron and um, 
he basically gets thrown into some of the steel boxes that are around ringside and Austin is cut open and bleeding a hell of a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's not a scratch, is it? It's rough. There is blood gushing gushing out of him. Uh, Out next, we get the one Billy Gunn. He's moved away from Mr. Ass. Um, Won't be too long until we get him uh, having a wedding on SmackDown, of course. Um, but the, the camera is just focusing on the refs pulling uh, Triple H away from, from Austin and, yeah, just telling him, come on, Austin, get back up, you son of a bitch, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that is very much the um, the end of their rivalry being set up for No Way Out, where um, it, it basically ends the storyline that's been going on since Survivor Series 99 of Austin being run over. Yeah, it's a good... It's, to be fair, it was a really good storyline running through Austin. Yeah, and it just makes Triple it all H. the more shocking um, going forward when they team up to have the, the two-man power trip, which is only two or three months away down the line. But they're having a th- three stages of hell match like in not too long after this. Um, yeah. yeah. Billy Gunn gets in the ring and the Brothers of Destruction are just dominating him. Um, the Rock has a bit of a comeback spot, but it's snuffed out by a DDT that JR makes the biggest deal out of that anyone's ever seen. Um, so he's surprised the Rock's neck isn't broken. Um, and then Haku comes out to absolutely no reaction from the crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, yeah here's, your, here's a potential winner. Yeah. Well, JR and the King do a reasonable job of building him up. Like, If there's one man in the world that could um, match Kane and the Undertaker in a fight, it's Haku. As an 11-year-old, again, I had absolutely no idea who Haku was. Um, there's obviously stories about him pulling a man's eye out um, from years back, but I didn't know that as an 11-year-old. So how many casual no. WWF fans knew, knew about Haku? I can't, I can't believe you did media research and so so poor at the time side. I know. Imagine that. Put, no, no effort whatsoever. I know. Uh, yeah, so King and JR um, point out that he can hold his own against Kane and The Undertaker. He does um, a no-selling job for them. Basically takes a punch, gives a punch, um, and stays on his feet for a for most of it. Um, JR and the King then argue over Triple H and Austin. Um, I am... Qu- I have to say I'm quite on the side of the king here because Austin interfered in Triple H's match, so it's only fair that Triple H should retaliate. Yeah, I can I completely I completely agree with that. So you can't can't go sticking your nose into someone else's business and then not expect to get attacked. No. Um Number 30 entrant then, so it's Rikishi, we knew it was gonna be. Um after he won the qualifying match, he comes out to the I'm a bad man rap. The the problem with this theme is it takes too long to get into the actual music and he's already halfway down the entranceway. And that would be fine if um, there was, if in a normal match, it built up to something, but it never did. He was all, already on the way to the ring before the actual main part of the song starts, which is, I, I wasn't a fan of of, of that uh, entrance music. No, you can't have, any, you can't have anything ridiculously slow, slow paced. There. Sorry, I caught that weird, weird random clip from my phone. My phone appears to be doing its own commentary background, background to the match. I see. 
Okay. <laughs> Weird. Sorry, that's sorry. Yeah. I just I just had a notification. I just opened it and it happened to be saying nice from the uh, from the darts darts commentary where I left it open. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm on that. Segway. I tell you what. Tell you what isn't nice. Rikishi Nature music. Very right. right. Connected, <laughs> connected the dots perfectly there, Chris. I know. Okay. As a, as you're saying, it is to you need a faster paced song or you need you already need something you already need something upbeat like the Hardy Boys theme before when they were the tag team and you don't need any lyrics you go upbeat kick in or you need like Orton or Christian when it leads in with the vocals before the instrumental starts you can't put this a slow burn you can't put an 18 minute prog song on <laughs> no. and just wait till, wait till it kicks in yeah no I completely agree um so Rikishi's halfway down the ramp. He tries to attack Austin before getting in the ring, but Austin reverses um, and comes in and goes after everyone sprinting around the ring. He gets rid of Haku. Um, JR talks about how long people have been in the ring, but he keeps calling by. He keeps saying things like, "By my tabulations, Kane has been in there for an hour." What are tabulations? Are they similar <laughs> to calculations? Yeah, that's for you. That's for you, Oklahoma. He's just. <laughs> He's got he's got corn lined up on his announce table. Yeah, I'm just having no claim to the list of things I've said. List of things I've said. Any big old enemies list right now, Chris? Because <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. There's, be fair, there are there are some people who are in there a long, a long, long time. The Rock's in there nearly forty minutes. Yeah, Kane's in there fifty, nearly fifty-five. Yeah, there's some impressive showings um in terms of the, the amount of time they're in there um next thing's happen then undertaker chokeslams rikishi uh picks him up goes to headbutt him but they're playing up obviously because um rikishi isn't white he's got a harder head than the undertaker which is again is a classic racist wrestling trope that seems to happen uh so that allows rikishi to have a bit of a comeback and he manages to hit a super kick to eliminate the undertaker um it's a bit weird that they have um, Rikishi get his heat back on the Undertaker because they never actually like end up having a full-on feud from what happens there. No, very unlike the Undertaker, he gets eliminated and then just gets on his bike and drives off. Yeah, you can but, hear. Oh, okay, <laughs> you can hear the bike revving so clearly. So what we were saying last time about uh, Guerrero, someone's taking his low rider to the back. No one's touching the Undertaker's bike here. <laughs> He's going to ride that thing back to the back to the entrance himself. Um, you got to feel sorry for Maven. Maven eliminates him, gets battered, yeah. <laughs> absolutely battered. Rakishi, no, don't worry about it. Well, he's already thrown him off a cell. There's not much more he can do to him, to be fair. Yeah, true. Uh, so Rikishi um, hits his running, spinning arse splash. I don't know what the actual move is called. <laughs> that's you know just, that does not sound pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's spinning up. He gets it oh Spinning up. Oh, sounds, sounds dodgy. Yeah, it's like, uh, how, sorry, how are you feeling? Oh, I've, got, I've, got some, uh, I've got some spinning arse splash. <laughs> oh, that's, that doesn't sound pleasant. So he, uh, he hits the spinning ass splash, which it should now always be called, uh, to The Rock, um, who goes down. He goes to drag him towards the corner for a bonsai drop, but The Rock gets up, hits a low blow on Rikishi, and then pushes him over uh, the top. Um, 
Austin then goes for a stunner on uh, Billy Gunn, but it gets reversed into the Fey Master. Um, Billy Gunn picks him up, goes to eliminate Austin, but he reverses and Billy Gunn, get, Billy Gunn gets thrown over the top. Um, and just as that's happening, The Rock hits a DDT on Kane. So there's three guys left, all three of them down. Um, the Rock and Austin are sat in um, corners facing each other and they lock eyes. Uh, they go at it, hitting big right hands. Um, the rock bottom gets reversed into a stunner, um, and, but then Kane grabs Austin from behind, um, whips him into the ropes. Austin comes back with a Luthez, Luthez press and then does the sort of gut, gut kick that they play up as a low blow, even though it definitely isn't. Um, uh, the rock gets up, hits some big punches on Austin, and then hits the rock bottom. Kane gets up, but is whipped through the ropes by the rock. Uh, by the rock. Uh, so he's not been eliminated. Um, the Rock then goes to eliminate Austin, but Kane uh, grabs him from behind and goes to eliminate both men, but Austin manages to stay in. Um, Kane then hits a chokeslam on Austin, uh, picks him up to go and eliminate him, but Austin hits a low blow, which JR describes as an XFL-like punt. There, there you go. There's, who would have thought, thought that that actually come back in and actually be relevant, kind of, again like, know, yeah. in 2020. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Um, Kane then climbs through the ropes and grabs a chair. Um, Austin stops Kane from hitting him with the chair by kicking him, um, but Kane reverses his into what he's going for a tombstone, it looks like. Um, that, in turn, gets reversed into a stunner, but Kane sits up almost immediately. Uh, Austin grabs the chair and then hits three horrific... Uh, unprotected chair shots to Kane um, who's staggering backwards leans on the ropes so Austin clotheslines him over and Austin wins the Royal Rumble what did you think to that one then Chris? I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this one I think it's again it's one where back in back in the day we don't have any huge huge spots no no Kofi yet sadly but I really enjoyed the hardcore part of it maybe yearn for the hardcore title to be back yeah. up and running I really enjoyed how strong Kane was made to look especially for a big guy to go nearly an hour in the rumble and it wasn't like he was laying around hanging on the ropes for most of that he was he carried huge chunks of that event so that's that was really impressive with him The Rock again looked strong he was he wasn't harmed by not winning Austin yeah, again, overcoming the odds and being so there. No one looked weaker. There's no, there's even the big show when he comes back. He eliminates, he eliminates a few people. He's only eliminated by the rock because of the low blow. So no, no one comes out of this out the top talent looking particularly weak. The mid card, they're sold out the river as we'd expect. But the top, the top but tier, no one comes out of this worse. The mid card are that sort of there to do that in a in a rumble. They're there. Yeah. The bigger stars but, look strong, but it's not. It's not like again we haven't had a push from the mid card to say, "Oh, the Rumble be a great opportunity to really give someone a push from the mid card." When was the last time we actually saw that happen? Not sure. Not no, sure. so it's just when. I mean, I understand obviously they're there to do a job and they do it as well as well as anyone else would, but it's just just made that break. It's like we know we know that every year there's going to be one of four or five people. We we're going to win the rumble. It's like even even when Drew McIntyre won it, 
it wasn't a surprise because it's been so it's been so heavily pushed yeah. in the run up to it. There's clearly he was his turn his turn to win. So yeah, it'd be it'd be nice where they uh, if they did if they didn't build that big cup, just have the rumble, have it build through that and just win it, and have it go from there. But oh, well. yeah. but, but I say that aside, I really enjoyed. It. I think it. I've, I think it's one of the better ones we've uh, one of the better ones we've done. There's been some really good ones we covered, and it's up there with the uh, the top of them. Yeah, I absolutely love this. It's probably largely nostalgia based because, as I say, um, it's I love this um, period in wrestling. Um, I liked the fact that there were sort of different stages of the match. Um, so we started with a sort of hardcore um, theme running through. Then we get a lot of the the big brawlers like Bradshaw. Um, and a hardcore Holly and Albert and guys like that, and then Kane and the Undertaker sort of um, teaming up and and having the the guys that actually stood a chance of winning coming in in the in the last last bit of it. Um, there was probably four guys that could win it, which isn't bad for a rumble match because um, the Undertaker was still like a, a big deal at this point. Um, Kane clearly was being pushed um at, at this point and obviously you've got the rock and austin i did i never really thought that rikishi even at the time was likely to to go over and win it even coming in as the number 30 entrant um in terms of the in-ring stuff it wasn't amazing there was a few botches uh, but i thought the stories through it were really good so kane as i say being dominant even the big shows return coming in and um being an unhinged monster almost um, yeah, I thought the stories running through this were were really good. Um, in terms of what happens um, happens next, then so at No Way Out, Austin and Triple H face off in the three stages of Hell match, which um, will end their long running storyline. As I mentioned, we have The Rock facing Angle for the title, um, and The Rock wins at No Way Out, and that sets up what I would probably say is the biggest WrestleMania main event match ever um, at 17 with those two fighting for the title um and the guy that was um that set the record for the most eliminations in this match uh, and seemed like he was destined for a big push uh kane ended up at wrestlemania winning the hardcore title in a match that i previously recommended um in a triple threat match against raven and the big show um i'd really like that match but you would think that he would be pushed more or, uh, towards the top of the card than that on the back of it. Yeah, it's a, li- it's a little bit of a drop-off. Uh, it's a title, as I've said. It's a, it's a perfectly legitimate championship to hold. Yeah. And as you say, when you recommended it, that the hardcore title match is all kinds of fun. It's it's a blast. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what are you giving the Royal Rumble 2001? Um, what star rating are you giving it then, Chris? I am giving it a, a very a not perfect five because I think some of the match some of the matches does plod plod along a little bit, but I'm going to give it a very very good four stars. Okay, I am giving this one four and a half stars. Um, before I what rewatched it, I was convinced that I was going to give it five, uh, but the in ring stuff wasn't actually as as crisp as some of the particularly like the 2005 one that we watched but yeah so the 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 story was was great but the in-ring stuff sort of pulled it back slightly so i've gone four and a half for this one uh dave Meltzer gave it three and a quarter stars um 
Interestingly, there was two higher rated matches than this one on, on the card. So there was the Jericho Benoit ladder match that we've previously covered um, and the Angle Triple H match uh, that got three and three quarter stars. Um, so quite a good good pay-per-view because you've also got the Dudleys versus Edge and Christian uh, and then a three-minute three uh, throwaway title matches. Ivory beats China for the title. I think that's where China breaks a neck in in kayfabe, isn't it? I imagine so because I can't imagine they, I can't imagine that he booked it. Went yeah, Ivory over China in three minutes. Everyone, uh, we're good with that. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, that's <laughs> kind of, that's kind of book you do on a Friday afternoon, isn't it? Four o'clock. Go yeah, we just got this match to book. Yeah, we're we're good down the pub. Yeah, sound off we go. Yeah, see you later, guys. Um, Okay, so that is our final Royal Rumble match covered. Um, all that's left now is our wrap-up episode, which will be coming to you next time. Um, let us know if there's any Royal Rumbles that we should have covered instead. Um, we'll look forward to our greatest Rumble ever with all the guys that weren't actually eliminated because they either eliminated themselves or were incapacitated. Um, who, any favourites from what you uh, for, for that match from what you remember about the ones we've covered, Chris? Uh, I think Drew Carey is a is a dark horse. Okay. Now that now that now that I've seen him, now that I've seen him, what he can do in the ring and see the wealth he clearly he clearly has. How many people? Sean Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. How many people can he pay off? That might, there you go. That's the storyline waiting to happen. The million dollar man takes him under his wing. Re-entering, buying people off. Tell you, these these things write themselves. How they struggle to fill eighty-seven hours of programming a week. <laughs> I really don't know. Who knows? Well, you'll have to tune in next time to find out. Um, until then, thank you very much as always for listening. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. I've had a blast. And see you next time.